So I have to say, I've never given a great deal of thought to donkeys. It's not an animal that I've encountered much. It's not an animal that I've thought about as much. In fact, the last time I really paid serious attention, I suppose, to donkeys, it was in the 70s and in the area that was designated as Puputatswana, now uh, part of the province called the Northwest. I remember there was a massive political battle around the slaughtering of donkeys that was ordered by uh, the man who has held political power in that area, Lucas Mangope. But apart from that, as I say, I've never given it a great deal of thought. But somebody who has is my next guest. And that's because on the one hand, uh, donkey hides are massively in demand in China. And Africa has a huge number of these animals. On the other hand, donkeys play a very critical part, particularly in subsistence level and small-scale agriculture. So there's some tricky policy discussions that need to be had. South Africa is involved. Uh, For example, in 1996, we had 210,000 donkeys. That number has dropped to 146,000. So what are the policy issues and how do we set about A, understanding them, and be resolving some of these dilemmas. Lauren Johnston is a senior researcher at the South African Institute of International Affairs and joins us now. Uh, Ms. Johnston, welcome and thanks very uh, much for your time. Some people would say if this is lucrative and there's a major economic power that wants donkey hides, we may as well breed them as efficiently as we can and sell them uh, at a level uh, as high as we can possibly reach. What's the counter-argument to that? Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, John. Thanks for having me. The counter-argument to that is that donkeys are unwilling to supply that number of donkeys. They simply don't breed to that. If you're lucky, they have one foal every two, three years, and in a lifetime, two or three. So you simply can't produce that number of donkeys. It's It's not feasible. So that's, that is a real <laughs> baseline fact. Are we then faced with a situation where if there is no regulation of the trade in donkey hides, we may find ourselves as a continent where donkeys are incredibly scarce with consequences, you seem to be saying, uh, for small-scale agriculture and rural life? Yes, that's exactly the challenge. So... China has a traditional Chinese medicine product, which has roughly 3,000 years history of its own. And until the 1980s, it was quite a niche product produced in Shandong, consumed by mostly elite consumers and some sick people. And then the arrival of technology and higher incomes has kind of mass, mass mainstreamed this, what was an ancient marginal product. And that boom took place in the late 2000s and into the 2010s. And so in early 2010s, suddenly the industry said, okay, we need some more donkeys. We we need to go out and find donkeys. And of course, you, you know, especially a place like Ethiopia has many, many donkeys, but they are needed and they've been used for thousands of years in a in quite a different way. So you have this amazing clash and that produced some countries implemented a ban, but then the donkeys would simply be carted to the f- closest country without a ban or killed and smuggled illegally. So that was part of the reason for this new yes. African Union mandate, to make it a continental thing, to make it harder to smuggle across borders. 
Give, give us a, a picture of their use uh, in African rural life and agriculture. Uh, the piece you've written in the conversation says 158 million people are critical. Uh, uh, for 158 million people, donkeys are, are a critical part of their lives and economic activities. Doing what exactly? I mean, are they used for transport? What else? I mean, they're used to carry water. They're used to take agricultural produce to a market. They're used to carry the sick and the wounded. You know, they can go for very, very long distances without needing water, and they certainly don't need petrol added being imported from somewhere else. And then they have a lot of indirect use by virtue of the fact they can speed up carrying water and carrying goods. That frees up people to go and work for more income outside of the farm, and they're particularly valuable for women. More girls can go to school, more women can earn outside of house income when the household has a donkey. I, I, I want to get a sense from you of what's going on in South Africa. What is What are our rules and what's the situation on the ground? I guess the, the story in South Africa became a bit more contentious a few years ago and there are less donkeys per head and they're less needed in South Africa Um, But nonetheless, the story is still contentious. There was a history of donkeys that were found in various... I I don't live in South Africa and I don't know the geography of South Africa perfectly well. Yes. But um, donkeys were, were taken to Lesotho and in Lesotho kind of smuggled across the border to Lesotho and were easily able to be smuggled to China from there. So... There's all sorts of quotas on the number of donkeys. So South Africa hasn't banned the trade, but it is very strictly like defining the number of donkeys that can be killed. And when they're killed, they must be killed in a proper slaughterhouse so that they're killed as humanely as possible. That has tended not to happen, partly because demand exceeds that. And then, you know, it can be easier simply to steal a donkey Maybe people aren't interested to sell. And then, but to kill the donkey, then the donkey's either killed somewhere in South Africa very inhumanely or smuggled to Lesotho. And the same thing happens there, but with less prospect of of recrimination. Thank you very much. It's a fascinating story. You'll pick it up on theconversation.com. Lauren Johnston is a senior researcher at the South African Institute of International Affairs. And a very intriguing story. As I, as I say, I have not given much thought uh, to, this, to, to, to donkeys as, as an animal. I, I don't encounter them in any part of my life. But clearly, this is an issue of substantial debate on the African continent. I did refer, by the way, to an issue that arose in that part of South Africa that was uh, designated as Bupudetswana uh, up until uh, the advent of democracy or, or just before that. And the, de- the correct date for that is May 1983. Um, and it was decreed then by uh, the head of uh, Bopudotswana, Lucas Mangope, that surplus donkeys should be exterminated and around 20,000 were killed as a consequence. Uh, this was because there was a massive drought is one explanation and that there was a scarcity of fodder and resources and that cattle should be prioritized for that. If you lived through that or have any memories of it, do drop me a note. I'd be intrigued. It's something I just remember uh, vividly on the one hand, but imprecisely on the other. It's five o'clock.